Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and tonight we have our co-host, Donnie Sturgis, with us. How are you doing, Donnie? Pretty good. Hey, hey, true believers. Yes, yes, yes. Today we're going to be talking about the probably a lot of people's favorites of uh, the two uh, comic book uh, and two movie um, groups, uh, Marvel. And uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it is uh, aptly called, um, which I don't know when they started doing that, but I, I, had, I started hearing that probably like a year or two ago. And I'm sure. pretty sure it's been around for a little bit longer than that, maybe, that they've been calling it that. But I think it's like Iron Man stuff you know, and, and things like actually starting to kind of kick off and, and do well. Um, and it, it's kind of shaped, you know, it's gone through different phases in the um, cinematic universe. Like, think about it back, you know, in the beginning, we had like uh, Canon doing, uh, I believe they were going to do like a Spider-Man movie. And, oh, yeah, that um, was Roger, way back. Yeah. Yeah, we had Roger Corman doing... Um, uh, let's see, he did the Masters of the Universe, and he did, um, right? He, uh, he, I think he did Masters of, or was that canon? Um, uh, no, that was the Fantastic uh, Four. Yeah, he did. Uh, no, that was Golan Globus uh, that did Masters. Um, yeah. So it was. No, canon it was. Who did, uh, yeah, it's canon who did uh, the canon group, which is Golan and Globus, I believe. Oh right, so right, right. They. Yeah, so they did they did um, Masters of the Universe because they were going to do Masters of the Universe 2, and they were going to do right. Spider-Man back-to-back, but something, right. they like got bankrupt or, or they lost a lot of money, but they only had enough Marvel, money, so they ended up making Cyborg instead. <laughs> I, I know Marvel had something to do with the – Marvel had something to do with the, with the, uh, with the Spider-Man deal. Um, they were starting to – uh, from what I remember reading, they were starting to try to because uh, they had gone they uh, they filed for bankruptcy in the '90s, and they were and but that by the point that they were trying that they wanted Canon to do the Spider-Man stuff, they started to uh, get their shit back together, and so they ended up mm-hmm. getting the rights back um, by that point because they wanted to they wanted to do something and that was and that was what led to them almost doing the James Cameron Spider-Man. Um, with Leonardo DiCaprio as 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 uh, Peter Parker, uh, which also did. Oh my happen. god, that would have been 
That would have been awesome, wouldn't it have been? Like, was that, that before I, or after Titanic? That well, that would have been way before Titanic. In fact, I think I think Titanic happened in in place of what would have been Spider Man. I think uh, I, I, the the timeline's a little muddled. I don't remember the exact timeline, but that would have been it would have been late nineties. Uh, so if he had done Spider Man, we probably wouldn't have gotten Titanic. I think is how it would have gone. Well, see, the cinema gods were shining down because we didn't get Spider-Man, but we did get Titanic. Then later we did get Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, who I always say is like a, um, I guess, a lesser uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I hate to say it like that, but he's kind of like the guy that if Leonardo DiCaprio turns something down, goes to Tobey Maguire kind of thing. Like, I feel like, you know? Yeah, Um, I can see that. You know, they're they're kind of similar. I mean, they're very different in the, their sure. look and their acting and everything. But they're at, you know they're at the same age range where they were kind of sure. like I remember they even did a movie together um, that you'll that you can only probably see on YouTube for free because it went through some huge lawsuit. Um, forgot what the movie was oh, called. Oh yeah, yeah, the, but the, was... the movie that Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't want you to see. Yeah, I know. Or Tobey Maguire, or Tobey Maguire. They yeah, both, their their agents both sued uh, the company, and they were not able to make the movie. You can look it up. Just type Google in Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Tobey Maguire. It's some black and white movie. Um, I saw some of it. It was not very good. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like. I, I can see why they didn't want it. It was just not a good sure. movie. Like it was, and right. it really. They claimed that it hurt. Uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio's um, what is it uh, uh, thing because after because he had done Titanic right before and like it was right. building up and his image was going to be this like kind of clear clean cut kind of nice sure, you know sure. like good image and this guy this character that he played was this really big jerk and right. uh, so it, and it came off like <clears throat> it just came off like really bad writing so sure. If you want to see if you want to see Leonardo DiCaprio be a a dick to people, um, probably <laughs> I, you know I don't know if, if if any of it's improv or some something, but he's just being a dick to people and treating people bad. And but to, to to be fair though, he's he's gone on to take on roles where he plays a dick to people anyway, so we can already kind of see that stuff like Wolf of Wall Street and uh, um, Django Unchained. I mean, you can kind Django of already see him. Yeah. In, you can already see him well, that in unsavory years roles after now. Titanic. Sure, sure. Those were years. No, no, you're Titanic. right. They, so at that time, they, they he were, was trying to keep it. You know, yeah, like he was going for he was going for yeah, absolutely. He's going for, right. for a softer look about his about him uh, as far as the roles he took on. Because um, he right. yeah, because he, he was he's doing Titanic and he was doing Romeo and Juliet and he was doing all these romantic lead type roles, and you don't want you know you don't want the some movie coming out where he's, you know, basically kicking puppies or something at that point. Um, right. But, I mean, you know, his uh, his career has definitely uh, evolved since, so kind of moot now. Well, he and, and he's one of the people that, I mean, you said that he was out for the role in uh, for Peter Parker, but he has not been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I want to bring it back there, so yeah, I'll segue back to Marvel. Um, there's, there's a lot of really good actors that have come you know, that have um, been part of it. And especially now, like, it's more like people jump on the Marvel train. Um, uh, sure, sure. Benedict Cumberbatch, um, 
which I can never say his right name right. I don't even know if I am. I don't care. Uh, I love him to death, but he's just one of those actors that you know you hear. I, I can't say right. his name. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, people like that. So um, there's uh, him. There's um, you know you got um, what is it? Uh, you've got of course Robert Downey Jr. Um, Mark Ruffalo, um, which well, you know, it, I, I enjoy him as a Hulk. It's even it's even more interesting. I mean, because like you, like you said, um, let's say like uh, let's go back like twenty twenty five years ago, or even like thirty years ago. You know, back in the 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 Tim Burton Batman days or whatever. Um, you know, you you had you had some really impressive casting. Uh, you know, back when DC was was king of the superhero movies. Um, you know, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. You know, later on Jack Nicholson as the Joker and stuff. You know, Danny DeVito. Um, but they were still, they were a certain type of character actor, um, you know, and so it was, even though at the time it was like, oh my God, Jack Nicholson is, is playing to do a superhero movie, it still made a little more sense because he, he he was more character acting by that point, you know, and, and a lot of people were. But I mean, a prestigious actor, like somebody who won an Oscar, you know, like uh, uh, like Robert Redford, uh, Here, there's here's a prime example right here. Robert Redford is a guy he does his own projects. He, you know, stuff that he produces, directs, you know, more, you know, down home films, uh, more character studies. You know, he, he did a, uh, a baseball movie called the natural, which I'm not a fan of sports at all. I'll, I'll watch an occasional movie about sports because I like the character development. Like I, you know, I love bull Durham and necessary roughness, stuff like that. Um, but I watched the natural with Robert Redford. It was amazing. I was like, Holy shit. This is a great, this is a great movie, even though it's about baseball and I don't really care about sports, but you know, so like, you know, 25, maybe 30 years ago, you had actors like Robert Redford who would sit there and look at a comic book movie and they would scoff at it. They would just lift their nose and go, oh, that's just piddly whatever. But now it's like you're saying, Robert Redford has been in uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. Um, right. Um, you have, um, oh, shit, who else am I thinking of? Um, uh, crap. Um, man, my mind is going blank tonight. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. This is a guy who does theater. This is a guy who does theater. This is a guy who, you know, this never in a million years would I have thought that he would have, you know, lent himself to a comic book movie. Boom, there he is. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, oh, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was the. Oh, her name's on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. She was the leader of the Nova Corps, um, a Nova Prime. In the first Guardians. Um, yeah, in the first Guardians, um, her name's on the tip of my tongue. Holy crap! Um, but she, um, she is another actress. You know, basically, she did Meryl or not Meryl Streep, um, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. <laughs> Glenn Close. Another actress. Go. Another actress who, I, in a million years, I never would have thought would have done a comic book movie. But then there she is. Boom! Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Um, you know. Um, and so it's it's amazing because these movies have become so um, endearing and 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 smart and and well written and prestigious that it's bringing in all this talent that you never would have thought was in a comic book movie. Never would have done a comic book movie in a million years, and suddenly there they are. Um, and to be fair, it's not just them too. Like like DC's getting some of that splash over as well. Um, but like Marvel is really pulling in the A-list talent. And we're talking, like I said, Robert, Re- Robert Redford for me is the biggest one because that's a guy who he is, he's very aloof. Like he only does a certain type of movie. And then all of a sudden there he is. And you're like, wow, that, that's just, it's amazing. 
So you you know you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Like the type of the, the the type of talent that they brought into this is just impressive. People who never would have done a comic book movie years ago are now looking at them as something you know serious and important and and challenging and worth doing. And yet it's funny because you still have your holdouts. You still have your Leonardo DiCaprio's, you know, and stuff like that who are still holding out. And I think for them it's just more like they're just not interested, you know, and that's fine. You know, right. you're going to have no, yeah. you're going to have plenty of actors out there who aren't interested in that type of a role ever and you know, more power to them. There's plenty of other people that are going to jump to the challenge. And I want to look at um, some interesting, um, you know, uh, people that they, they've cast. Um, uh, look at Paul Rudd uh, as Ant-Man. Um, I, yeah. I always kind of laughed at that because, like, I, I love Paul Rudd. Like, I, I, I adore him. I think he's great. Um, he was even great in Halloween 6 which isn't the greatest sure. movie in the world, oh my but God. he's great in it. His, his, um, his first major film role. Right. And, uh, you know, but you look at his career and you go, wow, this guy, you know, started off with, with Halloween 666. Then he went on to do, um, like, Clueless and Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, he had all of a sudden he was, like, going, you know, and he was kind of this, you look at old stuff like Overnight Delivery, which he was a part of, which I sure. love. I love that movie. Um you know, you look at all these movies that he's done in the past, then all of a sudden he, like, skyrocketed into the comedy, right? Like he did mm-hmm. all the Judd Apatow stuff and, you know, yep. 40-Year-Old Virgin all the way to, um, you know, This is 40 and all that other stuff sure. that he was doing. Um, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he's Ant-Man. And when I first heard that, I was like, are they making Ant-Man a comedy? You know, and... Not really. He has comedic elements that make it fun, but it was still a superhero movie, and he does such a great job. Like, that's a casting that I did not see coming that I thought was wonderful. I'm sure you can think think of another one that's like that. Well, I was – the thing that really – that was interesting about it for me was – because originally when they were – when they were talking about doing an Ant-Man movie, the first person – you know the first, the first character that people automatically think of is Hank Pym. Hank Pym, very first Ant Man. He's the guy that you know came out in the 1960s. He was the one that, that perfected the Pym particles and everything. So I think I think what surprised a lot of people that they cast Paul Rudd is everybody was thinking that Hank Pym was going to be the guy that was going to play Ant Man. That was going to be Ant Man. They thought that was going to be the Hank Pym character, and they're like Paul Rudd as Hank Pym makes no sense. And then when they finally revealed the fact that oh no no it's it's we're actually Hank Pym is going to be uh, Michael Douglas, which Michael Douglas is another is another actor that I'm surprised ever did a comic book movie like Michael Douglas. I mean, holy crap! Um, but um, right. when they when they revealed the fact that uh, it wasn't going to be uh, Hank Pym that he was playing, it was going to be the new Ant Man that was currently at the time that was in the comics, uh, Scott Lang. Um, it made more sense because at that point they were like, oh yeah, because Scott Lang is because in the comic books it's the same story. He's a he's a he's an ex thief, you know, basically, or um, a bank robber, or whatever. Um, they get a hold of the suit, and the comic book is actually uh, more comedic than traditional uh, Ant Man and the comic books and stuff. And so I think they're going for the same aesthetic. And so and then, and when you when you think about it, Paul Rudd has the charisma and the sense of humor to be able to pull something like that off, and it just kind of made sense at that point. Um, right. For me, uh, to answer your question, um, the the casting that I wasn't expecting and was pleasantly surprised about 
That's a tough one. Um, I guess Ruffalo um, was definitely one because, I mean, we'd already, we'd already gotten two attempts at the Hulk uh, before Ruffalo stepped mm-hmm. into the shoes. Obviously, the first Hulk movie, not connected to the cinematic universe whatsoever. Uh, Eric Bana did a decent job. He mm-hmm. wasn't a bad Bruce Banner. I, I, couldn't, I did not like the design of the Hulk. I didn't like the, the round cherubic face or whatever. Um, and then we had Edward Norton in The Incredible Hulk, which, you know, um, I, I love The Incredible Hulk. I think it's a great flick. I think it's definitely one, I, I, it's one of my favorites uh, out of the series, um, mainly because it fixed a lot of the problems that the first Hulk movie had and, and was more traditional, like, Hulk smash kind of thing and not like this angry, mm-hmm. uh, d- d- like, um, uh, angry trying to talk about the human condition and explore, you know, father and son relationships and shit or whatever. Um, but Edward Norton was good, but Edward Norton, like Edward Norton's Bruce Banner was, was, was a specific type of banner. It was a banner from a storyline. Cause I used to, I used to collect comic books. Uh, like I was a comic nerd all the way up until probably like my, my early thirties. Um, and the, until I stopped collecting, cause it just got to be too ridiculous. Um, Marvel, the, this, the comic books bullshit just started getting really ridiculous. But anyway, um, there was a storyline in the comic books um, where um, Bruce Banner was on the run, and which is kind of what the Incredible Hulk touches on. It actually plays off of that storyline, where and he's talking to this guy on the computer named Mister Blue and everything, and he's trying and he's trying he's, he's trying to stay ahead of the government and everything. And the guy that's the the way they designed him in the comic looks very similar to the way Edward Norton looks, and so and Edward Norton really nailed the that characterization of Bruce Banner from that from that storyline. So, mm-hmm. and of course, obviously, you know, basically, you know, Norton got the boot because he was uh, notoriously hard to work with. Um, so they gave him the boot. They didn't want to, they didn't want to use him for the next, uh, for the next Hulk uh, movie or whatever. And so Mark Ruffalo came into play and I'm like, Ruffalo, like, that's weird. Like, that's going to be, he's, he's much older. It's going to be really weird to see how he plays Banner because he's just, I just, I can't see it. And then when I saw him in Avengers and saw him for the first time and the way he played Dr. Banner, like kind of neurotic, a little bit nervous, you know, but smart, you know, a little bit witty and everything. I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy's nailed it. Like this guy, this guy really knew how to, how to bring it. And now I, he's the perfect banner for me. Like I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know what they're going to do if they recast because Ruffalo, especially after Thor Ragnarok, uh, him playing against uh, Hemsworth was just uh, was just great. I loved their chemistry together. I love him as Banner. So I'd say I'd say that's probably one of the w- more surprising castings that I saw. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm 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 impressed with their casting. Like their casting has been pretty spot on for me. Um, they 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 say, oh, so and so is going to play this character, and I'm like, wow, that's a good good call. Well, I okay, I was not originally 100% like on board of the new Spider-Man um, because okay. we've had, we've had so many, you know, we've had Tommy choir. Um, mm-hmm. We have what, what's the other guy's name? Um, uh, Andrew Garfield. My Andrew Garfield. And, and now um, we have, and now I'm also blanking on, on the new kid's name, um, but he, Tom Holland. He was wonderful. Tom Holland, yeah. and I should remember that because th- that's one of my favorite directors' names as well. Um, <laughs> uh, Fright Nights, Tom Holland, uh, not to be confused with the new Tom Holland. Um, right. But I absolutely loved. Um, uh, I, I absolutely loved 
Tom in it. Um, I I think I, Homecoming to me was a, a problem because um, honestly I I wasn't a fan of how much um, of how much Iron Man was in it. You know, um, I don't know if we right. talked about this before on another show or not, but I know I've talked about it to different people. You know, um, I'm not I'm not a fan of Iron Man showing up and just kind of like solving the problems left and right, you know, for, for him, you know, I felt like it kind of got, you know, a lot, there's too many of it, you know, like if, if they had done like once or whatever or twice, but they, he shows up like five times, you know, and I'm like, this is not yeah. an Iron Man movie. Get out, get out of the Spider-Man movie. Like it, it felt like he was taking over at times and stuff. And I just didn't like that. Originally, I thought it was going to be awesome because I thought it was going to be like a small cameo, like he was going to introduce Spider-Man so, into you know the world of of the Avenger of everything, and then just kind of leave. But he shows up way too much. I felt like, and it kind of it, it took me out of the movie and made me realize, you know what I mean? Like it, it took me out of that and made me into the Avengers world, you know, and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, you know, that's a same thing that happens a lot in a lot of these movies too it's like people show up and then it's all about the cameos that they they have um the uh the civil war was a big problem with that um you know you you got the introduction of spider-man for the first time then you got and you got his storyline you know then you got you know uh chris evans and his stuff going on and you you know what i mean i mean the only person they were missing was like fucking thor you know and it was just like way too much going on and i felt like that yeah, I, I, it I, took away from it I, I disagree with that because i mean that was the whole point like that was the whole point of the the stories were hinging upon that stuff like that was that was their 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 world building which i mean you know depending on where you stand on the whole idea of world building i think marvel because a lot of these companies like universal trying to do the monsters and everything and in dc they're trying. They're putting the world building uh, ahead of um, the films themselves, but I think Marvel, even though it may look like that on the surface, I think I think Marvel is a little bit smarter about it. Like I like for Civil War, I thought Civil War was a perfect movie. It's it's probably one of my top three uh, movies in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think the reason being is because those characters had to be there because they served the purpose for the narrative that and 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 the direction that the movie was trying to go. I mean, everything is building to the next thing. Um, and so, um, you know, I think all the characters served their purpose, and I think they served it well. Like, they were in there just the right amount uh, of uh, of time, and then they got in and out, and, and every, you know, and, and um, I think the story was, was, uh, was executed the way it was supposed to be done. Now, with Spider-Man, like, I can understand, like, there are a lot of people that did not like the amount of Iron Man that was in that movie, but uh, there's, I think there's two reasons why there was more Iron Man in that movie than, than most people wanted. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I personally, cause I'm a huge Spider-Man is my favorite uh, comic book character of all time. I, I have been a Spider-Man fan since I was a wee lad. Uh, Spider-Man's my boy. And so for me, a perfect Spider-Man film is something I've been wanting for a long time. I love the Sam Raimi stuff. Wasn't a fan of the Andrew Garfield stuff um, with uh, you know, with Mark Webb as the director. Um, right. And so I was really hoping they were going to nail this one. And for me, I think they did because um, characterization for, for Peter Parker, Spider-Man, I think all that stuff worked. I think the Iron Man stuff needed to be in there, I think, for two reasons. One, again, because 
the story necessitated it um, because with Peter's suit being, um, you know, being, being Stark tech and everything, because that's the problem. You, you, you have this, you have this character, like if they had had, if they had had the rights to Spider-Man early enough on, they could have had Peter Parker probably make his own suit and not deal with it. But you had to, you had to somehow thrust him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a very quick, in a very uh, easy way because of how late they got him in the game from Sony. And so they threw him into civil war for that. And, and they're like, well, we got to give him, you know, a, a, an ability to be able to do this stuff like with the eyes and everything. So we, let's just give him a Stark tech suit that way. And then we'll just have to figure it out later. And so from that perspective, Iron Man's appearance in there and Iron Man doesn't really solve all of his problems. He solves one problem. He solves the problem at the ferry. The whole point of that movie after that is for him to learn from that. And because really it's all about him. The whole point of that movie is him trying to step out from behind the Iron Man shadow, which he does at the very end. Because at the end, when, when Tony's like, all right, let's be partners, he's like, no, I'm going to do this on my own now. So I think um, the problems with Iron Man being, you know, being there solved too many problems, I, again, it's, it was narratively necessary because it shows that he's hovering around Peter too much and, and, and that Peter is making too many mistakes. And then by the end of it, you find that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, finally is able to uh, be independent and be on his own, and he's learned so much. And so I think that, ne- that, that needed to be there for the narrative structure. Now, the second reason why I think the Iron Man uh, cameos were a little bit too much was because I think, and this is just speculation on my part, but um, I don't know if a lot, of, a lot of people out there might not uh, quite understand the deal that, uh, that, that, that Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Disney Marvel has with uh, The Incredible Hulk. They technically have The Incredible Hulk, but not entirely. It's, another, it's a situation very similar to Sony. Universal still owns the distribution rights to the Incredible Hulk. Universal has agreed to allow Marvel to use the Hulk for their for their films, um, and they will distribute them. And but yet they get final say. This is the reason why we haven't had a Hulk standalone film since the Incredible Hulk, and why we probably won't. Um, because basically Universal has said you can use him in your other movies, but right now we're not interested in doing a single standalone Hulk film. So they are preventing the Hulk from getting his own movie. And so what they've been doing is they've been putting him in everything else. And I feel like the deal with Sony is something very similar because Sony wants to do their own Spider-Man stuff. That's why they're doing their own Venom movie. They're doing their own Black Cat movie, Silver Sable, everything. So I think for them, they couldn't do a, a, a full standalone Spider-Man movie because that would have come into conflict with what Sony wanted to do. And so basically in order for them to cheat, it was kind of more of a Marvel team-up or a Marvel two-in-one like in the old days where the comic books used to have comic book team-ups. So I think it's another reason why they had Tony in there. Whether you're a fan of that or not, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because I think that's what they have to do because I think they're going to do that with the second Spider-Man movie. I think there, there's rumors that there's another hero. It might be Captain America, but they're not sure yet. But there's going to be another uh, like gra- gratuitous cameo in the, in the next Spider-Man movie as well. But well, they did, um, they did yeah. kind of bring that they, – they use that uh, thing in – you know, they showed that they could bring Captain America in there because they had that little bit where sure. uh, inside the school there was, like, Captain Captain America says stay in school or something like that. You know? Sure, right. Like, it was very right. much like, oh, Captain America and all these other heroes are around, so if they pop up in another – like, it, that's what it felt like to me. It's like they were saying – these sure. guys could pop up at any time, so don't you know? Like you're you're already warned. 
you know, ahead of time. Um, I do want to, I do want to mention because um, you were, you said that the only thing that he solved was the, um, uh, was the, the, uh, the stuff on the, the uh, bridge and everything, the ferry. Not true. Not true. Um, he came into the beginning uh, when um, uh, he saved uh, Spider-Man's life when Spider-Man fell into the, the lake originally, and then he pulled him out, you know, or whatever. I think it was the lake or something like. He got he got in trouble, and then you know Iron Man pulled him up out of the water and, and took him took him away. This was before yeah. the uh, you know that stuff, and so he's he was there twice to save his butt, and he even got. He, I think he even said something at the. The second time, you know, it was like this is, you know, this has been the last time. Like I can't keep coming over here yeah. and helping you. And I was like thinking, I mean, I wish that they hadn't done that to begin with. That's my, you know, what? that's my personal belief. I, you seem to really, you know, be happy with it. Or and I, yeah, just, I feel like know, I, I feel like he needed ahead. that conflict though in order for him to grow as a character because we we had no. We already had the earlier movies, but they're not connected to this. And so you kind of had to fast track a, uh, uh, a, a coming of age tale in one movie. And so you needed, uh, you needed that kind of conflict. You needed a parental figure to kind of do that whole, oh, well, look, I keep helping you out. Like you're not. And I think that that's the whole point. That was the whole point of Spider-Man Homecoming. That was, it was, was that. Peter was uncertain of himself. He, he got roped into this larger world than what he was used to because he was on his own doing these small little, you know, stopping little crimes here and there or, or you know, just saving people and everything. But he hadn't stepped into the big leagues, and then suddenly he was needed for a big problem that was in Civil War. And then suddenly he was like, oh, my God, he, he, was, he was kind of full of himself. He's like, oh, I want to do all these big things. Again, I think narratively it was necessary to do that. Um, I, and I think, yeah, and you're right, Tony did kind of – I don't – I don't think that was much of a as much of a save as the fairy though, because I think Spider Man would have been all right. Like the Iron Man suit kind of saved him at the last minute, but I, you know, Spider Man probably would have been okay with that with that fall into the water. I mean, he's kind of got the strength and agility or the, the of the spider, so I think he might have been okay. But um, again, I I just narratively I think it was necessary because you had to have uh, this authoritarian figure to come down on him so that he could rise above it so that he could grow and have that coming of age uh, kind of moment. Um, and I think Tony was in terror because if you didn't have that, then you have no, you have nothing for him to work against. You have nothing to, for, uh, no obstacles for him to grow against. Um, so I think it needed to be there. Whether was there a little bit too much or not? Yeah. I, 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 I can understand why people would think that's a little bit too much. Um, you know, as for me, I, I, I enjoy him as, as, as Iron Man anyway, so it was just one of those things where it just it was fine for me. But I, I, I there was just I don't think there was any way they could have not done it um, because of how integral the suit was and how you know everything that had been built up from Civil War. You needed Tony to be there to be that father figure because he didn't have one. You know, with Uncle Ben being dead, right? Him, which they they didn't really reference in this, but it was hinted at. But just to have him, you you in order for in order for character growth, in order for his character arc to complete itself and 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 for the payoff for that character development mm-hmm. for the character art you needed tony to be there for that moment where he's like hey wagging his finger at him like yeah you're not doing what you're supposed to i'm you know being the parental figure so that when later on by the end of the movie when he's fighting uh the vulture on his own and he's succeeding and he and he goes to that final moment where you know he could he could totally take out the vulture but he saves his life and he does it on his own terms and then later on at the end when 
when Tony's like, you did really good. Like, he finally gets Tony's approval. He finally gets Tony's approval, and that's when he realizes that he doesn't need it anymore. He realizes, like, I don't I've been, he's, he's been working the whole movie to try to get Tony's approval because he thinks Tony's this great guy. Because that's really what the movie's about. The movie's about him trying to fit in, him trying to uh, try to get approval of this guy who, who you know, he thinks is amazing, who he's like, this guy thinks I'm amazing, so I, I got I to gotta live up to that. But it's him coming to the realization that he doesn't need that anymore. He just needs to be true to himself. And I think mm-hmm. in order to make that work, Tony has to be in that movie as much as he is. Um, but that, you know, again, you know, your, your results may vary. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it, and that's the beauty of this uh, of of these movies is that everyone can have their own opinion on it, and sure. nobody is and nobody is right or wrong. You know, like it is, uh, you know, it's just based on your taste and what you're what you what would sure. you like. But but even with that said, I still enjoyed Spider Man Homecoming. I just you know I had those little problems with it. Sure. Um, no problem. I, I do want to mention also. I thought it was really funny. You mentioned the vulture, which uh, Michael Keaton, um, who um, was a was Batman, oh, yeah. um, but also was Birdman. So Birdman, what is up yeah. with what, what is up with he, them going from Birdman he, to Vulture and from Batman? You he know, likes like, playing winged creatures. <laughs> I know, or or they just keep casting him as that. I don't know if he likes it yeah. necessarily. I mean, I think he. I, the funny thing about Michael Keaton was that, like, he did Batman, and, and he was known for that, and that's kind of, like, what he's pretty much, I mean, if you look at everything else he's done, that and Beetlejuice are probably, like, the two top, like, everybody knows sure. Michael Keaton from those. You don't know, think about right. the Dream Team or all the other oh, stuff Oh, Dream Team's done. great. I know, but a lot of people don't talk about that movie. They should, but they don't. Um, it's it's, it's so anyway, under the radar. I don't think I don't think a lot of people know it exists. <laughs> yeah, maybe it should. Maybe uh, like Shout Factory should put it out or something, you know. And uh, they should. And maybe get it out there some more to to, to people. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so you got Michael Keaton who did uh, Batman, and then he did Birdman as like I almost felt like it was, um, in a way, it was a, it was a cry for help, you know. Like I was, he was this guy <laughs> who kind of he was playing himself, um, pretty much, and he was you oh, know, he'll, basically he'll argue that with, point. With, Willie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, actually he he was asked about it if he was if he if it was a uh if it was um basically him if he was playing himself in Birdman and he said no, he didn't think so. He thought he, he in fact he thought that he was basically playing uh another actor. I forget which actor it was. But he like when some when when it was posed to him it was like, "So do you, do you find Birdman to be kind of autobiographical?" He goes, "No, not at all. Why do you why do you ask?" He's like, "Well, cuz a lot of people think that you're just playing a fictionalized version of yourself." He's like, no, no, it's not me. And then, and then, like I said, I think I think he even said that that he was that he was playing it as uh, as, as as another actor, and I forget which actor he named. But I was like, oh, I, I would seriously? maybe say if it wasn't him, that it would be the other Batman, Adam West. Maybe that it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, possibly. a little bit um, possibly. I don't know. But anyway, the, the point being that you know, yeah, you can argue, you can argue that till the cows come home, but. And there are way too many similarities between oh, that, you know, him, him and uh, and that. So I mean, I, I can see why people would say that. Um, but then, uh, then he goes from being Birdman to being Vulture. Uh, so he goes from playing this uh, wannabe kind of, you know, this guy who goes into doing a um, becoming a superhero or whatever, you know, as Birdman, like, sure. you know, uh, by the end of the movie. 
to actually becoming a villain in a um, Marvel movie. And I, I, I almost wonder if Marvel did that because of Birdman, uh, not just because of Batman, but because, you know, Birdman kind That's of, possible. you know what I mean? You know, they looked sure. at that and they said, Oh, we haven't, we haven't had Michael Keaton in a movie yet. And, and he, you know, he's perfect. Uh, he was, he was perfect. Like he was great. He had, sure. Oh um, yeah. He played a great villain. I, oh my gosh. I know. And uh, you only you only see him normally as like um, as as um, uh, good guys. So you sure. know, other than I mean, Beetlejuice is kind of borderline. You know, like he's a good guy, but sure. also a bad guy. He is multidimensional in that respect. But uh, you know, you look at um, those stuff. So I just I, I'm always surprised at at these people. Um, now we only have uh, about like uh, nine minutes left of the show, or something like that, or. Uh, yep. So let's uh, let's just kind of end it with talking real quick about um, what is like. What are you most looking forward to for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, from what's coming up, um, well, yeah, Infinity War, absolutely. Uh, I just I want to see Infinity War. I want to see it played on screen. That the trailer that they showed us um, uh, just a couple, just a month ago or so was incredible. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, I'm excited for another Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and another Thor. Like, I was very happy with Taika Waititi's Ragnarok. Um, but uh, Infinity War is definitely because everything that Marvel has done is, is built up to this. Like, this is, this is the big one. Um, you know, Infinity War, like Avengers, sure. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, sure. Um, but like Infinity War, like this, everything has been building up to this with Thanos and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm really, and just because this is going to be, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to meet another milestone. It's going to be the biggest ensemble cast of heroes from every movie that we've seen in this Marvel Cinematic Universe so far in one film. And, and on top of that, I think they're going to throw in a couple extras too. I think Ms. Marvel is going to show up in this movie. Um, so, I mean, and a couple others. I mean, I mean, we're, it's just, this is, this is epic. This is huge, you know? And so I'm right. so afraid this movie's going to fall flat on his face, but I mean, it's, you know, it's got the, um, um, it's got, it's the same guys that did uh, civil war and stuff. So, I mean, the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers have not failed to put out good quality products so far when it comes to the Marvel cinematic universe. So I have, I have high hopes for these guys. Um, I'm actually right. looking forward to black Panther. Um, Black Panther right. looks to be really, really good. It's a character I never gave a crap about in the comic books, but that trailer just looked phenomenal. So I, I guess for the most part, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to everything coming up the pike. I'm I'm a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan for life. Like I just, but then I've always been a Marvel fan anyway. So you know, that's just this All this right. is the kid the the the, the five year old kid in me who picked up a comic book for the first time is just ecstatic with excitement. So I'll leave it there. Well, uh, I just want to let people know here that um, the I guess the next movie on the pipeline here is Black Panther, um, which comes right. out February sixteenth. Um, yes. Then after that, we get Captain. Mar- no, we don't get Captain Marvel. That is not till nineteen two thousand nineteen. Uh, we get uh, Avengers: Infinity War, uh, Volume yep. One. Um, in May, and then Ant Man and the uh, and the Wasp, which Ant Man and the Wasp, that's um, right. 
yeah, I'm, I don't know. You know, like, it, it, the Ant-Man one was great. Um, I love it. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, it's one of those movies I'll probably wait till DVD on. I'm not, I'm not excited about it because, you know, it didn't make me go, oh, man, I need to see a, the sequel, you know, the next one. You know, yeah. it didn't make me feel that way. But I did enjoy it. You know, it's a very enjoyable movie, um, you know. Sure. So I, it's not something, you know, like I, I feel like I need to see. And you know what? I didn't see original Ant-Man in the theaters. And, I, and it, you know, watching it at home did not, you know, did not make me feel, you know, I wasn't like, oh, man, I wish I saw it in the theaters. Um, so, no, you know, I'll wait. Yeah. Um, I, sure. I think Avengers Infinity War will be the next one I'll see in the theaters. Um, Black Panther... Also, once again, I could I could wait on DVD. I just don't I don't know. I it's a character I don't care about, and then the the trailer looks okay to me. It didn't look um it didn't stand out to be something like you know like I was kind of right. bummed that like to use to use this as an example, Doctor Strange. I was really bummed that I watched that at home video, not you know, and and that tra that trailer didn't look perfect like it didn't look amazing to me either right um but the movie was amazing just kind of the the, the only thing that i'll so, say the only thing that i'll say about black panther is from what i've read and from and from from the buzz that's happening is black panther is going to tie in directly to infinity war um because the rumor is is that the final infinity stone is in wakanda and basically they're going to discover it i don't i mean I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where you need to watch Black Panther in order to know what's going on in Infinity War, but I do know that it's going to tie into Infinity War because if you've seen in the trailers for Infinity War, there's a huge battle that happens in Wakanda, and the speculation is that it's over the fact that that's where one of the Infinity Stones is, and that's why there's a battle because Thanos is basically trying to get, to capture it. It's the last the stone we haven't seen yet, the Soul Stone. Uh, the Soul Stone is the right. one stone we haven't seen yet, um, uh, and so. Um, but the rumor is is that uh, the Soul Stone will be making an appearance in Black Panther uh, next month, and that that's going to tie in to why Wakanda becomes such a huge part of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep an eye open for that. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we're almost out of time, and I don't want to uh, over-talk it, you know, or whatever, and, and it sure. cut off on us. Um, no so problem. we got about uh, three more minutes, but... Um, so I guess I just want to let everybody know that uh, I guess next week we may, uh, it's depending on things going, it may change to eight or uh, 11 p.m. Eastern uh, for just one night um, to talk about DC, or it's going to be staying at 6.30, which it'll just be me and, and Donnie and whoever else we can get and scramble to come on DC Universe. A lot, lot less right. people are fans of DC, so there might not be, you know, a huge want to want to turn out <laughs> on it. And um, uh, I honestly, and you know, that's that that um, I'd I'd rather talk of, you know, if we talk, I'm gonna want to talk about more of the old school, you know, stuff like old school Batman and, and shit and sure. stuff like that. Then <laughs> I would rather talk about the newer right, right. stuff because, you know, um, as much as I don't I don't hate Batfleck, Batfleck, um, I'm not as um, big a fan of him as as Batman. Like he just, he kind of just, I feel like he kind of just phoned it in. Like he didn't do, um, sure. you know. I, I, but see, it's hard to top Christian Bale after you know that. So you know, 
Like I, I feel like that. I feel like it's hard to top Christian Bale. I mean, he he did such he brought something so new and so different. Sure. So, so sure. anyway, um, well, thank you so much, Donnie, for calling in. Um, and yeah, uh, no problem. Any, uh, you guys check us out on iTunes. Check us out on yep. um, Blog Talk Radio here, and um, check check us out everywhere. Um, I uh, just got an iPhone, so I've got like this podcast app thing that's pretty pretty neat and weird, and I'm able to to, to fuck around with podcasts now more. Um, so yeah. I'm excited about that. I don't know if this microphone on my phone sounds any different than than before, but you know that's pretty cool. So I haven't noticed um, any difference think, though. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I didn't feel any different like when I was talking. You know, so I don't know. Right. But all right. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks, everybody. And, uh, check us out next week. All right. Bye. All right. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.